Hello and welcome to Let's Talk with Bishop R.C. Blakes. R.C. is an author, empowerment teacher, and the proud pastor of the New Home Ministries of New Orleans, Louisiana, and Houston, Texas. His message circles the globe. His conversational and candid approach to challenging content makes him a relevant voice to all generations. Get ready for a life-changing transformational conversation. Well, hello, 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 and welcome. Welcome again. I am, of course, R.C. Blakes, and I'm excited today to be able to share with you once again. Uh, I have something that I want to deal with today that's kind of directed at, um, directed at the ladies, actually. I want to talk about uh, reasons a woman has to have a time limit on how far she goes with a relationship. You, you, can't, you can't allow uh, a so-called relationship to drag on and on and on and on and on and there's no indication or movement in the direction of your heart's desires. Now, this is assuming that you've taken the time to make, you know, make it clear what it is you actually desire, where you hope, you know, for this thing to go. This is assuming that both of you are on the same page from the get go relative to where this is supposed to end up. And then you look up over a period of time and you discover that it's not moving in the direction that you thought it would go in and years turn into decades and decades turn into multiple decades and multiple decades turn into a, a complete lifetime that you've settled for an arrangement that never amounted to the covenant you thought you were getting. So there are some reasons why a woman has to have a time limit on a relationship, you know, unless the two of you have come in from the very beginning saying, well, this is all we'll ever be this. I'm satisfied with this. You know, uh, we don't subscribe to the uh, Christian, um, you know, perspective of, of life and relationship. And so we're just going to do it just like this. And unless that's where you're at, you know, you need to listen to what I'm saying, because most women I find are caught up in situations where you really desire the whole shebang. You want the marriage, you want the, you want the family, you want the commitment, you want the covenant, but You've, you've invested so much time and resources into this situation that you don't know how to actually move on. You know, you don't know how to actually move on uh, because you've, you've given so much of yourself in hopes that you would eventually get on the right track or get on the same page, but you've not. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 3 and 1, there's a time for everything 
and there's a season to every activity under the heavens. There's a time for everything. There's a time to get to know one another. There's a time to date, you know, then there's a time to marry. And if you find yourself, you know, just constantly looking at seasons of your life pass by and you're still around here dating, you know, you started this thing at 20, 25 years old. Now here you are 35, now you're 40, now you're 50 and you still around here got a boyfriend and you know your heart's desire has always been to have a husband. My question to you is what are you doing? You've always had you've you've always had the desire to have a husband and here you are 50, 55, 60, you still got a boyfriend? Why is that? There's a there's a time for everything and a season for every purpose or activity under the heavens. Your time, I want you to hear this. And this applies to male or female right here. Your time is the greatest investment you can make. Your investment of time is more valuable than your investment of money. I'd rather give people my money than to give people my time. I'd rather, you know, let me change that. I'd rather waste money on you than to waste time on you because I give my time to people all the time but it has to be a worthwhile investment because your time is the greatest investment you can make. You can get more money, but you can't get more time. This 45, 50 minutes, hour that I may spend with you today, I won't get that back, but this is a worthwhile investment. When I'm, when I'm dead in the grave, this investment will still pay dividends in the earth. But how many of you are investing your time into men, into relationships, and you're getting absolutely no return? When you give your time to a person, there are certain things that, you know, must be in place. You're just going to, you know, I mean, you meet somebody, you go on a date, you like it. You, you know, you feel like the, the energy is pretty good. You go on a second date, you learn a little more. You go on a third date, you learn a little more. A fourth date, you know, let's say a month, month and a half has passed, two months have passed. At that point, you ought to have your eyes set on where this can possibly go. And the other person, unless they're just there to have a good time, should be thinking the same thing. You shouldn't be six months into the situation. You've given this person six months of your life and you still don't even have an idea of where this could possibly go. They don't really know what you want. You don't really know what they want. Y'all just out here having a good time. Well, if you live your life like that, I'm here to tell you, you will look up and you will have given 20 years of your life to somebody who just uh, wanted to have a good time. And you've invested your time, the most valuable thing you have. When, when you start investing your time into a person, there are a few things that you need to have on point together. Number one, it needs to be an honorable relationship. Because some of you are giving your time
your life, you can use those two interchangeably. You give your time, you give your life. You're giving your lives to people, to men who are dishonorable, disrespectful. And because of your broken consciousness, because you don't really know who you are, you don't really have a grasp on your true value and worth, you, you accept this and you settle for something that's not even an honorable relationship. Uh, number two, if you're going to give your time to a relationship, there needs to be mutual benefit. Why would you spend so, why would you give more than a month of your time to something that does not pour back into you? Why would you pour all of yourself out into a situation that does not reciprocate the benefit? But how many of you have girlfriends? that are giving all of this to, 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 to a man that is dishonorable, there's no mutual benefit, and it goes both ways. You have men, you have good guys that are doing the same thing. Uh, let us see, there ought to be an, or, it ought to be an ordained connection. Why would you give all of your life and time, so much investment of your time to a, a situation that is not clearly ordained by God, not sanctioned by God. God is the one that told me, Lisa's your wife. And I went and found her, I went and got her. Because it was what? Ordained. And then why, then it needs, there needs to be mutual, or it needs to be mutually fulfilling. They need to be fulfilled, you need to be fulfilled. But how often are we giving all of our time, giving our lives to people, not fulfilled, hoping that, you know, I can pray and God will change them, uh, I can work with them, and somewhere down the road, uh, you know, uh, I'll be fulfilled, but right now I'm just crossing my fingers and I'm wishing upon a star. No, 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 no. When you, when you detect that a connection with a person is dishonorable, it's not mutually beneficial, it's not ordained of God, and there's no mutual fulfillment. They're getting everything they need, but you're not getting what you need out of it. It's then time for you to what? Put an ax to this. You do not have time to waste in a relationship that's going nowhere. So let's jump in. Let's jump in. I think there are about seven that I want to share with you today. Number one, reason you, you have to um, not waste time or, you know, definitely have a limit on how much time you give to a potential relationship is because number one, promises are the vultures of time and life. Promises are the vultures of time and life. A person can feed you a string of promises and they'll keep promising you. And if you're satisfied with just promises, you will look around and that person 
will have eaten up your entire life. You, you, you will have delivered value without price. Promises are the vultures of time and life. And there are some of you right now who have been strung out on promises. Proverbs 20 and 6 says, Many a man proclaims his own loyalty and goodness, but who can find a faithful and trustworthy man? You need more than promises. <laughs> You, you need productivity, you know. You need more than promises, you need more than potential. You need productivity and fruit. I wanna see your fruitfulness. I, I, I hear what you're promising, but I need to see the follow through because a man will stretch a woman's life out for decades with promises and never follow through. You, you get, you get, you get, uh, an ungodly man with no morals and no values and no character, he will stretch your life out for decades and, and waste your time and utilize all of your resources and consume your value for absolutely nothing. Doesn't even honor you enough to even make a promise to you, a real promise. Won't even tell you, you know, uh, we, we, we're, we're gonna get married. Uh, one of these days, we, you know, it's always, you know, we, we growing through this, you know, give me some time. You know what I mean? We feeling one another out. You'd be amazed at how many women have been feeling this thing out for the last 10 years. And now here you are, you got grandchildren and you still around here with a boyfriend desiring a husband, but because you, you're addicted to the promises. We're gonna do it one of these days, we're gonna do it. When that boy told he started telling you that he had a full head of black hair. Now he has a half a head of hair and that's gray. Proverbs 25 and 14 in the message says, like billowing clouds that bring no rain is the person who talks big but never produces. You can see the clouds, it's a drought, and you're looking at the clouds, and they're dark, and, and they're, they're rolling, and you say, oh man, the drought is over, and the rain never falls. That's what it's like when you're strung out on the promises of a person that they're going to do this, they're going to take it to the next level. You know, your wifey and all of this kind of thing. It's like clouds that are billowing but never produces the rain. And you're trying to figure out what's wrong. Well, you're giving this too much time. You're giving this entirely too much time. There, there has to be a time limit on how long you're going to leave yourself strung out in hopes that this goes somewhere. Number two, Second reason you have to put a time limit on this situation is because the whole while you are preoccupied with a man that will not pull the trigger and commit, you are hidden from your potential husband. Any man that can't commit is not a husband. 
when you find a man that's a husband, there you have a man that knows how to pull the trigger and say, okay, he's either going to pull the trigger or he's going he's gonna to release you. He's not going to string you along. He's not going to keep you. He's not going to keep you in limbo. But as long as you are in limbo, you're off the market. I know you don't have a ring. I know you I know you haven't had a wedding. I know you don't have any license, but you're off the market. You're as much off the market as the woman that is married. As long as you leave yourself strung out on the promises of a man that cannot, will not, won't commit, you are off the market. And as long as you stick with that, you are off the market. You are off the market with no covenant, no commitment, no marriage, no honor. You are hidden from your potential husband. A husband, listen to this very carefully. This should help it to really sink in. A husband is not looking for his wife in another man's bed. As long as you are in the grasp of another man, and I hear somebody saying, oh, I ain't sleeping with him. You know, I mean, nobody can judge that. Nobody can judge that. But I'll say this, even if you're not sleeping with a person, if you're not sleeping with a man and you've been tied up with this man, emotionally tied up to this man for years, any, any man that would be a husband is going to assume you're sleeping with him. And for you, he is not looking. He's not checking for you. A husband is looking for his wife, but he ain't looking in another man's bed. Proverbs 18 and 22 says, whoso findeth a wife, findeth a good thing, and obtaineth favor of the Lord. So the husband is looking for the wife, but as, as long as you are in the hands of another man, he ain't, he's looking over you. He's looking around you. He is not checking for you. And so there are a lot of you who are wasting all of this time with, with men that are, you know, that just don't have it and don't realize that you've taken yourself off of the market. And then you, you waste five years with this one, then you waste another 10 years with that one, then you waste another 15 years with, with this one, and then you say, ain't no good men out here. The Bible says that in Proverbs 18, 22, whoso findeth a wife, so he's looking, but you ain't nowhere to be discovered because you covered by the wrong blanket. And when he says, whoso findeth a wife, the implication is that, number one, you, you have to be a wife when he finds you. And number two, it means the implication is that you're available. You, you are a wife and you are available. It's not enough to be a wife with a man that's not a husband and won't marry you and not be available. You got to be a wife in character, in mind, in spirit, and you got to be available. Well, you keep on letting these bogus relationships, these situationships just drag on and on. And you wasting all of this time with stuff because you're so desperate to have, you know, be able to put on your Facebook in a relationship. You ought to change that to situationship. So some of y'all need to just change it to straight out in a soul tie. Well, a man that would be your husband can't find you because you're hidden. You're hidden under, under the cloak 
of a bogus relationship. Number three, third reason a woman cannot or has to have limits on how long you will allow, you know, situation to, to just uh, stretch out before you move on. Um, you're training the next generation. You are training the next generation. You know, in as much as toxic masculinity, misogyny, misogyny, and all of these other things have played into the broken consciousness of this generation and generations of women, um, alongside that comes, you know, the toxic examples of womanhood when the daughters have to watch the mamas do it the wrong way. When the daughters even have to, when the granddaughters have to watch the grandmothers do it the wrong way. You, you, you are, through your example, you are training the next generation of women. So while I'm here talking about queenology and the father-daughter talk, and then they look at your life, and you, you don't have, you know, a commitment, or, or, or rather, you don't have anybody that's committed to you because you've committed yourself to somebody who won't commit to you. Your, your granddaughters and your daughters are learning from your poor example how to do it the absolute wrong way. Every generation of women that settles for less than honor is training the next generation to lower the bar more and more and more. You have a responsibility as an older woman in your family, to be an example of righteousness, to be an example of dignity. You don't let a man come into your life and consume your life and drain you of all of your self-respect and dignity and your daughters and your granddaughters sitting here watching this. Listen to what the Bible says in Titus 2, 3 and 4. The aged women likewise that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children. You can't teach what you don't know. You can't lead where you don't go. If, if you don't correct this, you are creating what we call in the church world generational curses. And a generational curse largely boils down in a lot of cases, in a lot of cases, it boils down to poor social conditioning. I saw mama do it this way, so this is the way I'm going to do it. And so it's just the repetitive behavior from one generation to the next. Number four, number four, why is it that you, 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 you have to really be careful and you know, you have to have a time limit on these so-called relationships? Number four, your self-worth, the longer you stay in this, knowing you really desire a commitment and a real marriage, your self-worth is constantly shrinking. You, you, you can't, 
You can't stay in a relationship and give it your all and don't get back the basic honor in, in terms of that relationship and, and not experience your self-worth shrinking. I don't care how much money, I don't care how much money he bring to the table. Oh, he paid my bills and, and he does all of this here. Yeah, but, but he ain't married you. Yeah, he ain't married you. Hello and welcome to Let's Talk with Bishop R.C. Blakes. R.C. is an author, empowerment teacher, and the proud pastor of the New Home Ministries of New Orleans, Louisiana and Houston, Texas. His message circles the globe. His conversational and candid approach to challenging content makes him a relevant voice to all generations. Get ready for a life-changing transformational conversation. We here at R.C. Blake's Ministries want to thank you for spending this time with us today. today. R.C. and Lisa are always honored to have you with us. Don't forget to reach out to us by visiting our website at www.rcblakes.com. While you're there, you may join our mailing list and receive a free download of the Laws of Manifesting Your Vision by R.C. Blakes. Also look at all of the online programs by R.C. You may find all books written by R.C. and Lisa. Once again, all of us here at R.C. Blake's Ministries want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And as we always say, see you at the top.